caught. Touchdown, Julio Jones. This is the Rich Eisen Show. My prediction, Chris Brockman, on the Julio Jones front. Yeah, I'm interested in this. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. The moment where Shannon Sharp had Julio on television. Oh, man, I'm out of man. It will be viewed through the prism of actually helped him. The Rich Eisen Show. That's my prediction. Today's guests, Green Bay Packers tight end, Robert Tunyon. 12-year NBA veteran, Rex Chapman. From America's Got Talent, Howie Mandel. And now, it's Rich Eisen. Okay, everybody. Happy Friday before Memorial Day weekend uh, from the Rich Eisen Show. And I feel confident speaking on behalf of that program because... I'm your host of it. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> Best dad ever uh, here on the spot, on duty. Here we go. Well, good to see you over there, Chris wow. Brockman. How are you? My man. Good to see Mike Del Tufo. I know hey, you. Hey, 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 guy. I know that guy. How you doing, Rich? Good to see you, man. Good morning. Good to see you. Good to see you, Rich. It's just interesting, um, and you know, we'll hit it later on, uh, that Del Tufo uh, was off yesterday, but he was off for much of uh, the end of last week, going back to New Jersey, and then um, Zach Wilson shows up saying that Jersey drivers are crazy. <laughs> That's true. We'll play that sound bite later. I'm wondering if there's a if we can connect some dots. Was I back? Oh, I don't know, me. Rich. I, I didn't know he, Zach was old enough to drive. It's crazy. I, exactly. <laughs> wait till you see some. Of the, if you miss this sound bite, wait till you see it. And then, of course, you got to stay through all three hours. That you have funny. no idea. What crazy-ass rundown is going to pop during our three-hour show on a Major League Baseball diamond like it did yesterday? (laughs) You know, we've had... It's been a wild week with memes going back and forth from Brady and Mickelson to Kepka and Aaron Rodgers. And now here we are right before uh, the weekend um, where uh, the Indianapolis 500 is going to go down in a full slate of NBA playoffs, NHL playoffs, and Major League Baseball back on the diamond. And... The NFL will be quite um, quite something to watch over the weekend because if there is going to be a trade announced on Tuesday, June 1st or June 2nd, when the salary cap hits of anybody who's traded away or is cut um, can be made a, a little bit more palatable for the team that's losing said player, you got to hear about it right now. Yesterday's when we already heard the Julio Jones rumbling, keeping ear to the ground about Aaron Rodgers and We'll do our best to find out whatever might be going on with him with somebody who probably won't tell us anything. But, hey, it's going to be a great <laughs> chat with Robert Tunyon when he joins us in about 18 minutes. Big Bobby Tunyon, the tight end of the Green Bay Packers and you. friend of George Kittle, and he will be at Tight End University later on in June. We'll have a chat with uh, one of the best young and up-and-coming tight ends in the business who is a teammate of, of Aaron Rodgers who's uh, hanging more with Miles Teller and his wife right now, as we see on Instagram and Twitter. Um, and it's an interesting time. Rex Chapman will be here in the middle of this program to talk about what we saw last night. And then Howie Mandel about what we're going to see next week when America's Got Talent returns for season 13 for Howie Mandel on that program. Um, And Robert Tonyan, for those on the screen watching on Peacock, you can see it. I'll describe it on the radio network. uh, Big Bobby Tonyan, only guest who's not completely bald (laughs) on the Rich Eisen Show today. Rex Howie Mandel, Chris Brockman. All from the same brotherhood right now. Indeed. Um, so there you have it. Um, and Rex is going to have a lot to talk about on this program. So can you do me a favor and look this up, Chris? Yeah, what do you got? Because, um, you know, I'm a busy man and I, I, lots go down and, and I see stuff. Have the Lakers advanced the second round already? 
Oh, uh, quick check, Rich. No, they, they won. Not. No, no, they're no. only halfway there. Halfway, yeah. They won it, game sure three seems, last night. it sure seems like that they're getting ready to uh, visit the winner of uh, Nuggets and, and Blazers. You're saying that's a wrap? Well, I, I, I'm not saying it's a wrap. I'm saying the essential concept is that it is a wrap. Yeah. Because my tweet in the first quarter of the game last night did not age well enough into the third quarter, and that is Chris Paul looks healthier tonight. Right. He came out looking... He looked healthier, well, I thought. he did in yeah. the first quarter. Yeah, I thought so. And then the third quarter, not so much. Fourth quarter, that's all she wrote. It looks like his shoulder's been cupped. Did you see that? Yeah. Did you see the, the red markings on mm-hmm. his shoulder? He was wearing the tape. He had the tape on her. He had the tape, and he's getting it cupped, and he's getting it wrapped. He had and everything going. And it's just amazing how when Anthony Davis and LeBron James get going, how difficult it is to stop. And the fact that, unfortunately, the Suns are facing them in the first round is because the injury bug was the only thing that stopped him in the regular season. Anthony Davis missing half of the season, pretty much. And then LeBron with a high ankle sprain that kept him out of the last few weeks, pretty much. But when they get rolling, as I told you, anywhere between 50 and 60 combined points, that's what they're looking for. And last night, they hit 55. Double nickel. They combined for 55 points and 17 rebounds and nine assists, all of them from LeBron. The amazing thing is last night, Chris Paul, I'm sure he didn't really see it or care to celebrate it, but the NBA tweeted out that he's now 18th on the all-time steals list in NBA playoff history. I think he just passed Julius Irving or he's near Julius Irving and 18th? 18th. And they're just like, congrats. He's cracked the top 20. He's now 18th or he's cracked the top 18. You know who's atop that list? Who's number one on that list? Probably LeBron James. It is LeBron James. (laughs) Yeah. I saw that. It's just another reminder of just his incredible longevity and greatness and what he brings to the game and, and how everybody gets caught up in the way that he maybe conducts himself when there's a whistle blown or when there isn't one blown. But when it all comes down to it, this guy is a freight train. He is bigger than most. And, you know, what's that shot we see? Is that Booker on him right right there? Mm -hmm. Uh, It's just, (laughs) I mean, when he sees Booker on him, what what does he think? I mean, he's half his size. Maybe not in terms of, you know, height, but in terms of height weight. You know? Something somebody pointed out last night, too. It was like, LeBron's, what, watching Turner at halftime, probably? Checking Twitter because Chuck kind of called him out at halftime. And then in the third quarter, LeBron. I don't know. I think LeBron can call himself his way out. to the basket on every well, he single play. four points at the first quarter. I mean, the first half. Yeah. And still the Lakers led by three. And then the third quarter, it was pedal to the metal. And I'm sure LeBron maybe, I, I have no idea. He's definitely not watching TV at halftime. Somebody told him what Chuck said. Well, I... I you know, and then there's a sense of I- inevitability that the Suns are feeling right now. Is Scott uh, Foster going to referee any of their other games the rest of this series? I can because check, it, but man. It, go for it. Play this soundbite. Um, Dude. And, and we'll explain what the statistic that Chris Paul said, not once, not two, but three times towards the end of his postgame post-loss press conference last night. We are competing. We got to try to, you know, limit uh, their free throw attempts. Um, 
you know, they're shooting a lot of free throws uh, last game tonight. And, I mean, if I was a betting man, 11, 11 games in a row. 11 games in a row. And we'll, we'll see what happens. <clears throat> 11 the question is, final. thank you for the time, Chris. 11 in a row is tough. 11 in a row, it's tough. He gets out of the chair. What's 11 in a row? What's uh, that 11 is a, in a row that mean? Is 11 straight losses for Chris Paul when Scott Foster is officiating the game. If I was a betting man, the guy says, oh, man. <laughs> I mean, talk so about subtle. just putting out in front of everybody what he means. If I was a betting man. Mm. <laughs> Free throws last so, night, Lakers 30, Suns 18. You've got the 18th overall all-time playoff steals leader talking about a theft on his post-game press conference last night, flat out accusing an NBA referee of being on the take. If I was a betting man, I mean, he doesn't come out and say he's on the take, but he pretty much does. That's what he means. Ooh, boy. Is he the least liked and respected referee official in the NBA? It seems like every year there's just like something going on. Chris Paul. I mean, they actually got into it last night, too. Uh, Chris Paul kind of took a swipe at his arm because they were running up the court side by side. There's a long history there. Sun's down two games to one, and they're in deep trouble. Aiton looks like a young pup out there, even though Andre Drummond doesn't have, you know, that much more playoff experience. <laughs> you know, and... Aiton's going to be a beast. Aiton's going to be a beast, but you could see sometimes that he's just not playing above the rim. It's It doesn't look very good, I'll be honest. And it looks like, look out. Lakers are going to take on the winner of Nuggets and Blazers. And speaking of which, I don't know what's worse for a Clipper fan right now. Being down 0-2 to the Mavericks and also watching the Lakers get their sea legs under them and begin to look like the Lakers. And then uh, watching Austin Rivers in the role of Jamal Murray. Where did that one come from? Right. I mean, because you're wondering, how are the Nuggets going to do it in the playoffs? It's just Jokic and everything like that. I know that that's how they got to the playoffs is the three seed, but Jamal Murray's out. Who's going to make those perimeter shots? Who's going to add the scoring? Who's going to provide the scoring burst outside of the Joker? Son of Doc to the rescue. Holy crap. What a performance by Austin Rivers in the fourth quarter last night, and not just in the fourth quarter, crunch time in the fourth quarter. Just keep on hoisting and hitting nothing but bottom of net. Like a constant heat check. He was in the role of Jamal Murray. Yeah. I don't know how often he could keep that up, but if he's going to feel it and he's going to be open and he's going to be left open to take the shot and he's going to do it on the road... You know what much was made of Damian Lillard's comments about the the folks in uh, the Rose Garden in Portland not being let back in until everybody else was letting their fans back in. There they were last night. Yep. And who quieted the crowd? Austin Rivers. By the way, that was not a uh, rhetorical question, T.J. Jefferson. You're the Clipper fan here. Mm-hmm. What's worse? I mean, Austin Rivers hasn't played for the Clippers since, like, 
2018, 2017 season. So, I mean, that oh, has okay. no bearing on okay. on us. Uh, you know, it's great. Great for Austin, but I... It's been a while since Austin. Austin. Okay. I don't want to I don't want to hate, but this will be something to think about or to keep track of. See how many points Austin Rivers scores the remainder of this series. Okay. Not bad. That's fair. I'm what I'm saying is this might be the exception and not the rule. Okay. I just don't remember many of those performances here uh when they were could have used it every now and then. Yeah, he every now and then he will he will Certainly give you a game three, like this. Well, I mean that was something else. Yeah, but I mean I, I if Austin Rivers is going to hit for 21 a game. Okay, here we go. Let's see. Make, make that. Can we pay attention to that over the weekend? I will. Is that at the text I, exchange I, between I, all of us with our phones? <laughs> to see I will Austin Rivers that for sure. Nervous for tonight. Like so, Dan, to quote Dan Patrick after uh, after he was finished with his Sports Center, I was getting ready for like my tenth overall Sports Center. Twenty six year old, looking at all the tapes, feeling somebody over my left shoulder. He looked at me, and I'll look at you and ask you what he asked me. So, you're nervous? Nah. Why? Because you're resigned? Yeah, I mean, look, I can, I'm going to give you the real answer is like, what can I do? Like, I can't go out there and hit a three or play D or stop Luca. So it's like uh-huh. I sit there as a fan. I used to be that fan, Rich, who got way too emotionally involved. And as I got a little bit older, I kind of learned okay. to let that go a little bit. But yeah, it's I'm not. I kind of feel like the clips might blow the Mavs out tonight. Whoa. Okay, we'll pin that for later. Oh, 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 mama. From now on, it's all about the Larry OB. And let's not forget, um, let's not forget one of the big storylines of the non-playing season, the shortened finishing in the bubble starting the NBA season where, okay, we're just finished with the bubble. Okay, let's have a draft. Okay, let's have a free agency period. Okay, let's have a season. Don't forget about all of that was like, is Giannis going to tell the Bucs I'm out? Why would Giannis tell the Bucs I'm back? Why would he stay? And really, all they're doing to help him stay is get Drew Holiday. And then a failed attempt at Bogdanovich, yep. who's doing very well right now. And he is. The Knicks-Hawks series that returns. They added P.J. Tucker. Like, is that going to be enough? Is that going to certainly be enough to to make Giannis happy and make the Bucks a championship team? Is it going to be enough to at least get past the team that won the conference last year and knocked them out in so doing? Answer is an emphatic yes. Yeah. Yes. Ugh. To quote Marv Albert, yes. Good if it goes. Yeah, that series is over. They <laughs> seem intent on going deep and sending a message and doing sending it. a message doing it yeah and they're all they're like they're like what eight sometimes nine deep like they're all like they they're using every last piece every last part right now and divincenzo didn't even play last night got hurt early right. in the first quarter Connaughton, i think threw one in from the florida keys yeah bucks aren't messing around they're not <laughs> And they're basically telling the Heat, like, okay, hope you enjoyed that bubble because the way we felt is the way we intend to make you feel right now times 10. Yeah, and it's tough. It's to, over. I mean, you don't want to look ahead, but Bucks nets Oh, please. Like, let's go. That's it. 
I mean, let's be honest. You want Bucks, Nets, and you want Sixers, Knicks. Yeah. yeah. With let's, all due respect to Hawks fans. Yeah, let's rock. You know, Sixers, Hawks will be of interest, but Sixers, Knicks, when you're going up and down that Amtrak corridor and yeah, yeah, going from Philly to Madison Square to Garden, back to Philly, back to Madison Square Garden, where Philly fans will probably be like, okay, you know, we got rid of the popcorn thrower, but we can be just as loud as everybody else. <laughs> For sure. You know? <laughs> So, that's your. Uh, we'll talk about it all with Rex Chapman. Howie Mandel will be a lot of fun. Hour three, um, just some interesting football stuff going on because OTAs are in full swing. Who's in? Who's not there? Fascinating stuff out of Tampa. The tweet the New York Giants sent out today made uh, made uh, an eyebrow raise. Certainly for me. Daniel Jones has spoken. Zach Wilson is a very very young man. And uh, lots going on in the New York area. Lots happening in the NFL world. And uh, can't wait to talk about it with you over the next three hours. Happy to have you talk with us about it, too. 844-204-RICH. Big Bobby Tunyon of the Green Bay Packers, the tight end target, one of them, of Aaron Rodgers when we come back right here on this edition of the Rich Eisen Show. Well, Phil didn't have that great of a of – a, First round in the Colonial, right? He's but uh, nah, but he's fine. But guess what? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, life is good for Phil. <laughs> life is good for Phil, and there's three more rounds to go. You know, at least uh, one. But the reason why I bring it up is the bombs that Phil hit to win the PGA Championship. The bombs that Phil hit, the putts that Phil rolled, the shots that Phil made and shaped into the greens in South Carolina to host the Wanamaker. They are chrome soft golf balls by Callaway. Chrome Soft X is the number one ball on tour. I use the Chrome Soft, the original, because it's not only the number one selling tour ball, but most golfers, including me, love the combination of incredible distance, soft feel, and short game control. It really, I can tell the difference, and if I can tell the difference, you certainly can, and if you are a more advanced golfer, and you probably are, you've got the Chrome Soft XLS that is new because if you really want to hit bombs that's the longest tour ball and it's got a low spin profile that provides max distance off the tee tour level short game spin and Chrome Soft isn't just better it's better for everyone any type of player can use a Chrome Soft and find one that's right for you find your Chrome Soft at callawaygolf.com/chromesoft callawaygolf.com/chromesoft we take our triple track technology into the break Big Bobby Tanyan when we come back. It's that time of year, people. Spring has sprung, and that means spring cleaning, or at least the partner in your life is demanding that you do it. Whether that means stocking up on cleaning supplies or swapping out your winter clothes for new spring clothes, make sure you're using Ibotta and get real cash back with every purchase. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip, that flight you've been eyeing, or the fancy dinner you've been craving. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers. And right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 for just trying Ibotta by using the code Eisen when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use my code E-I-S-E-N. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use my code Eisen. 
Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices make sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs costs all in before you purchase. So all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Visit GameTime.co for restrictions. Again, create an account, redeem my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Just a real basic question. What the hell are you thinking? Uh, what are you doing out there? You know, just tackling a challenge that most wouldn't do. <laughs> I would say. So, um, wh- wh- why? Why'd you do it? Uh, just trying out my new bat- booster package <laughs> that I was working on this year. <laughs> For me, though, it's, it's literally like, would you rather live and die Mm-hmm. Would you rather die and never live? When I went in the arena, like I felt like somebody else took control of me, <laughs> and I became like an, a modern day kind of like gladiator. You know, being in there back in that time and just feeling that, you know, the, the Coliseum with the sands and the people that was around, and you seeing it, everything, and then that pull out, and you see the, everybody running and. You know, getting go- some people getting just smashed by the bull. Right. And then you look at it, and I'm like, okay, uh, everybody going running up and, and circling and, and going and touching again his way. Why don't I just take it up a notch and just jump over it? Jump over it. So, I mean, yeah, because <laughs> we just looked at the video, and I don't think the bull moves very much. You did, in fact, leap over the, the length, well, uh, the height and length of the bull. Yeah, I had to, I had to uh, you know, match it up. I had to size it up. Um, pretty much have calculations to the point where you never want to jump behind it because you never know what it may do. It may turn right left on a dime. Yeah. So I wanted just to face it head on. And so when I jumped it the first time, um, everybody started like cheering and yelling. I was like, okay, that's pretty cool. And then I did it the second time. And then I heard this word, El Salvador, El Salvador. <laughs> and I didn't know what that means. <laughs> I left that one day. And then I started hearing that through the streets. And I was like, okay, whatever. And came back the second day, did it again. And they stopped the music and everything. Get and they here. just started yelling that in the stands. To you? To me. Like me now. I'm a football player here in the States. Sure. Correct? Yes, sir. They don't know me from Adam House. Josh, <laughs> Josh Norman is not <laughs> out anybody. there in Pamplona. Else. When I get there, yeah. and they start chanting that name, so I'm like a hero in Spain almost, not even back here. Let me, so hold on it's, a second. It's, it's bananas. Let me get this down so I, I can use this on, uh, on on any host of shows this <laughs> NFL season. El Satador? Yes, it's like the jumper. El Satador. Like the matador? Yes. Like the matador is like the jumper, so. I would love just one second in my life. <laughs> to have the words El Satador <laughs> chanted to me. <laughs> YouTube.com slash Rich Eisen Show for all of our material and archive, including our football-related guests. 
including soon this one. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show, 844-204-RICH, number to dial. Now, Chris, just quickly hitting the Wayback Machine and TJ and mm-hmm. Del Tufo and everybody at home. Um, so it was 2020. 20. It's tough to remember. A few months ago. Okay. Yeah. 2020. Well, February of 2020. Yeah, late February. Yeah. So, Seems like five years well, ago. Actually, it was but... 2019 where George Kittle said, hey, if you do the 40-yard dash in Indianapolis, right, I'll, late I'll, I'll, oh, yeah. I'll come and time it. Right. Yep. Right. I'll come and time it. And he did. And he did. He did. But he not only arrived, but he had a small little posse with him. Small little group, Team Kittle. His dad, his agent, and a friend of his mm. who introduced me to basically saying the breakout star of 2020. That's what he said. Here he's going to be a big, going to have a huge season. And he joins us right here now on the outset of his fourth season in the NFL after that breakout 2020 season from the Green Bay Packers, tight end Robert Big Bobby Tunyon, right here on the Rich Eisen Show. How are you, sir? How's it going, Rich? Did Glad I nail your last name correct? Did I get your last? Absolutely. It's Tunyon, right? Better. It's Tunyon, yes. right? Yes, sir. Rhymes with Funyon? Is that how it basically <laughs> it is? Yep. Okay. <laughs> yes. All right, because I was blowing it all the way up until the middle of last season when suddenly somebody says to me, it's not Tunyon, it's Tunyon. So I want to get that right. I appreciate it. Okay, and is it Robert or Bob? Or because, you know, that's because Kittle keeps referring to you as Big Bobby Tunyon is what he keeps saying. I just want to <laughs> yeah. make sure I get this right. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm Robert. My dad's Robert. And my grandpa's Robert. So we've been called everything, any nickname, just to kind of tell us apart. So anything I'll respond to. Okay, um, Big Bobby Tunyon here on the Rich Eisen Show because that's what Kittle calls you. How long? <laughs> when did you first meet George? Uh, I met George down in pre-draft training in Frisco, Texas. We pre-draft trained together. Uh, we had the same agent. So, yeah, we were down at the Frisco Exos um, down in, what was that, 2017. So you met because you have the same agent? Is that ba- basically? Yep. Okay. Yep. Okay. And you remember being there for my 40-yard dash, I assume, right? Oh, yeah. Robert? Lightning speed. I, ba- I barely saw you running because it was so fast. <laughs> but... <laughs> That's understandable. That's totally understandable, but, uh, you know, and then this season happened. What what did happen for you last year in Green um, Bay? What do you got? Yeah, from I you? mean, the the Packers offense was hitting on all cylinders, and, um, you know, I worked my way into the starting role at tight end and, you know, thankful to and grateful to be a part of that offense and just did my part, and, you know, it worked out for me and it worked out for the team. How do you work your way in? What walk me through that process, Robert? Just putting your head down and working, uh, asking questions of the vets, just observing, listening, learning the past three years behind uh, Jimmy Graham and Mercedes Lewis, and then obviously getting a good connection with Aaron. And once my time came, just not looking back and just taking every opportunity, you know, and just rolling with it, and just not having any moment too big and too little. Just keeping, you know a mental flow state throughout the season of highs and lows and just putting my head down and working. And so it just dawned on you, hey, I'm getting a little more playing time here. Or your name gets called a little bit more for you to get out on the field. I mean, or does uh, the, yeah, the floor or your position go yeah, for it? Sorry. Camp last year, I think coming off of COVID and coming off of a, a surgery, I just had a lot, a lot to prove and, uh, with Jimmy uh, Graham leaving the Packers, I, there was just an open spot in the 
tight end room and I wanted to be that guy. I wanted to be the tight end for the Green Bay Packers and I just went out there and did it and we were successful on offense and I was glad to be a part of that. And then just just in terms of your journey, um, you, how did you wind up at Indiana State? How did that happen? Uh, I was a quarterback. Okay. Uh, I went, my first two years there I was a quarterback and my last three years there I was a receiver. Um yeah, I was I was a small town quarterback in high school. Had you know a lot of you know D one double A offers and Indiana State. Uh, I, the coach there was Trent Miles. He recruited me heavily there. I, I got a good relationship with him through that process and went to Indiana State and it was awesome. Well, what type of quarterback were you? Walk me through your game as a quarterback. <clears throat> I, th- I thought I was going to be the next Cam Newton. That was like I was a Peyton Manning fan growing up, and mm-hmm. I loved watching Cam Newton. And uh, I, I thought I was dual threat. I probably was a little less athletic than I really thought I was. Right. But I like to get out there and run around and throw the rock. So, so how how far can you throw one? I mean, what what's the what's the max distance of uh, uh, Robert Tanya throwing a, a football? Ooh, right now, right now, probably around sixty five. Probably right now. <laughs> Jeez. What does that mean right now? So what was your max throw at some point? Come on. Really? Uh, I'd probably get closer to 70. I probably wouldn't even be able to throw 65, to be honest with you, Rich, right now. My shoulder might explode. Okay, but is is it possible for LaFleur to maybe draw something up where where you're, you're, you get one from behind the line of scrimmage and – and and you and you never know with that offense. You never know with that offense. We got a bunch of stuff going back and forth, crisscrossing. So you never know what could happen. Okay, we call call it a Funyun special. You know what anybody think? You know, I'm just trying. I'll give, to him, I'll give you his number. You can make that call for. Him. Oh, by the way, I'll take that number. Um, <laughs> so it, it, one of the reasons why I ask you your your origin story, Robert Tunyon, is because in the times that I have spoken, Aaron Rodgers. Um, you know, on this show, he does seem to have an encyclopedic knowledge of every single person's journey that he's throwing to mm-hmm. or that he is in the huddle with. He knows everybody's history. He knows everybody's chip on their shoulder. And he's also there to uh, foster that in some way, shape or form. What is your right. relationship been like with him? Robert, um, just from just from day one, I think that he saw how hungry I was, and I just want to be great. I've always wanted to be great. I don't want to be middle of the pack. I don't ever want to be sugar coated with coaching or a coaching point or someone trying to uh, change my game. I just want to be told straight up what I have to get better at, or if that was good enough. And for him to know how coachable I am and how great I want to be, he's just always been on me. And never let me, you know, stoop below, you know, that mentality. And he's always been like that with me from day one. And obviously the friendship off the field keeps growing where, um, you know, you could see him, you know, getting after me a little bit on the field. But that's just the competitive nature of both of us that um, he wants me to be there for him. And, you know, I want to be there for him on the field. So whatever it is, you know, we're not going to get sensitive on the field if he's coaching me or getting after me. The whole point is to win a Super Bowl. And as long as we're on the same page with that, you know, feelings aren't going to get in the way. Give me a few details on what getting after you is and what it's like and how it feels to be on the receiving end of that. What is that? <laughs> um, just, I mean, just like anyone who is, you know, like a, more so like a coach, you know, when they get after you, it, it's more at you. And 
with him, it's more like, I need you to do this or I need you to do that, which in retrospect, if, if Aaron needs something, it's because that's what's going to do to win this game. And you just have to look at the bigger picture and not take it personal that someone's trying to make you better or change a player, you know, get after something that you did wrong or possibly just a little off from what they want. And, um, yeah, just not taking anything really sensitive and just rolling with it and learning from it and going out there and making the play the next time and and then everyone forgets about it. Now, look, <laughs> I know that you're, you know, you don't speak for the man and, and, and as you know, um, his – situation which is the way we put it in in sports business and sports media um is it literally at the forefront of everybody's mind i mean he 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 calls in to wish his buddy kenny main a farewell he has a, a minute-long soliloquy on the organization and people being a part of it in green bay and it's just it goes like a house of fire is there anything you could tell us about what aaron's mindset is and return possibility the green bay packers could be Robert Tanyan. Uh I just like any other of my teammates or you know my close friends on the team. Like I stay in contact with them through you know the off season and when we aren't together. And uh, what we talk about is we don't talk about football. We talk about if we're you know mentally and spiritually you know good, growing. You know, just making sure my friends all right, uh, making sure you know mentally he's sane, doing well. I mean, obviously he is fine. He's a grown man and he, he handles, handles his business well, but, uh, the conversations that me and him have are just mostly based on that. How are we doing, you know, off the field and just making sure that we're good and our spirits are high and all that stuff. Nothing really about football or business. Um, you know, that's not a part of our friendship and we just leave that to the businessmen. So um, how many people come up to you and say, hey, you must be every single human being you come across, you know, ask you, do you think he's coming <laughs> back or not? I mean, you must get that all the time, I imagine. Yeah, I'd probably get it, yeah, probably every day, but, you know. Am I the first one today? Am I the first one today, Robert? Uh, you might be. Yeah, it is. It's still at 11.20 here. I feel like I'm Wake on Instagram. What people say first is a comment, you know, I'm, uh, hey, I'm first. You're right today so i guess what, um, what do you think do you are, are you concerned because again it's difficult because that that could be read like you know you you're you're not a fan of jordan love and i don't want that to come across that way either um so what, no, what um what i just think, think that it's it's a business thing that obviously i mean aaron's been the quarterback of the green bay packers for 16 years uh i've been a tight end for four years i, I think that's above my pay grade and you know, like you said, I don't want to talk for him and all that stuff, and I think that's just a business thing. Um, I'm just going to continue to get better and play tight end for the Green Bay Packers, and if, when, or whatever happens, and Aaron comes back, I'm ready, and um, there's no gray area with me. I'm ready to hit the ground running and win a Super Bowl when, whenever he's back. How can you uh, best you can tell how Jordan Love is handling all of this right now? Robert. Yeah, I mean, in practice, OTAs, he's doing well. He's, I mean, it's a, it's a good time for him to, uh, you know, be control the huddle, be there at practice, and get those reps that he didn't get last year. And um, it's kind of letting him run the show and see where he's at and uh, throw at the guys. And uh, he's doing well. He, I mean, Jordan's been is a good kid. Um, he has a lot out in front of him. So I don't think a lot of I think a lot of the players don't even think about it when we're actually 
at practice or at Green Bay, it's OTAs, it's optional. Um, so guys are here and there. So I think that the guys who are there just worry about getting better. And I think that's what's special about this team is the distractions and adversity don't really, you know, strike us. We just kind of face it and just keep working, keep getting better, and day by day just keep building blocks. And whatever happens, you know, we'll be ready. So you're, it, it's not on your mind as you're out there on the field? Uh, with, with I do. The only thing is, is I was just kind of telling some of the guys there – I mean, that's just with any teammate who's important to you, um, who's ever important to you, um, you want them there. You just want them there in, in the cafeteria. You want them there in the locker room. You want them there just, like, talking and just being around them. I think that's any teammate. But necessarily, you're not just thinking about the whole situation and the whole process. I think we're just missing our teammate. Robert Tunyon here uh, on the Rich Eisen Show. Okay, so how much better do you think you can get here? Like, what's your goal? Would you got stuff written down? Did you a goal write yeah, down? Um, down? I, yeah, okay. write my goals down. See them on my wall every day. Um, I, I obviously want to set more lofty goals than uh, last year. I, um, you know, went past my goals, so I want to set more lofty goals. But also at the same time, I just want to continue to progress as a player, progress as a man every day, um, get better at leadership and contr- and just kind of mold myself into a, you know, a more um, bigger role in that aspect. But on the field-wise, I just want to keep getting better, keep progressing in the run game, um, you know, work on whatever it needs to do to get the ball and just win games. I just want to win a Super Bowl so bad. And uh, I've, I've explained that with Matt and we're on the same page that, I just want to progress and put myself in a position to just take this team to an, uh, another new level and just add add more to the offense. So 11 touchdowns surpassed what you had on your what, – what is it on? Is it a grease board? Where, where do you keep it? Is it a cork board? Uh, I, just had a, I just had a – no, just like a poster. I just wrote okay. it down in Sharpie, like a checkbox. So okay. Goals in the morning right, right next to like my keys in the morning. So I see it every, every morning. <laughs> so you don't forget your goals or your keys. All right. Put your Can't wallet there, your cell phone. <laughs> Um, and uh, so, what are your goals this year? You you got them? You want to? Can you share them? What do you got? I don't. I, I do not have any statistical goals yet. Okay. Um, but you know, just em- embracing me and um, just becoming a better man every day is my personal goal right now in this off season. Is just to kind of take in and hone a mindset that of what I did last year is me. It's not a not a fluke it wasn't just a one season it wasn't lucky like that's what i stand on i stand on my hard work i stand on my determination and i and i want to win just as much as anyone in that locker room and i feel like getting everyone on that page the in the leadership role that i want to take on and getting everyone in that mental state of that we can do this and just making everyone feel comfortable and confident in themselves i think that once everyone is on that same page that the green bay packers um are limitless so uh, before I let you go, um, first of all, feel free to check appearing on the Rich Eisen show off that list on your board. Robert. Okay, <laughs> Got to. You, you please, um, and then you'll be checking <laughs> off uh, attending Tight End University in June. Correct? Yep. You're going. Oh yeah. Okay. Live down there, so I'll already be down there waiting. Okay. So what is it? What I mean, I asked George about the curriculum. I told him I would be more than happy yeah. to, to film a video welcoming everybody to each daily event. Like, what what do you got? What what is it going to be? Do you know what yeah. what it's going to look like? I think it's just a 
Yeah, it's just uh, you know, the tight ends across the across the league getting together, just sharing their mentality, sharing their game, sharing going over film with each other, um, just seeing you know the work ethic of everyone across the league, and just kind of just making a fraternity like a brotherhood of the tight ends that you know we've been underappreciated as a, as a position over the years, and I think that now that the tight end is coming more to light. Think getting everyone together and just embracing each other and enjoying, you know, a long weekend of work and and fun would just be good for the guys and uh, just pick brains of you know like Travis and obviously I get to pick George's brain every day but you know of those uh, big name guys and just getting around them I think is just very beneficial for me and can only help me out and you know take my game to that that next level. Big Bobby Tunyon, what a pleasure to chat with you on this show. I love hearing, you know, what you said really hit me, and I think everybody should take this out in their daily lives, that what what uh, what you did last year when anybody had a, a good year or a good day or a good day at work, that is you. You know what I mean? Like, I thought that what, what you just said is like, last year, that is me. You know, like, you're going to prove that is right. me. Like, that 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 isn't uh, an anomaly. That is me. I, I love that, man. Good luck in being you. I appreciate it. You got appreciate it. Appreciate that. Yeah. I mean, Rich, I, I, I re, you know, meeting you at, down in Indianapolis and being around you and the good that you do yeah. off the field with everything. You know, I, I appreciate you. I love watching what you do. You're a legend. I appreciate you. Appreciate you uh, having me on the show. I appreciate you saying that. Let's do this more often. You and I. Hey, Forget George. You, you got my number now. Okay. Good. Yeah. I'm not going to lose that. I'll lose George's first. Who the hell is George Kittle? How does that sound? Is that all right? I'm not agreeing to that. Okay. <laughs> I might have taken it too far. All right. Take care of yourself, Robert. Have a good one, Rich. You got it. That's Robert Tunyon, everybody, right here on the Rich Eisen Show. I love that. You know I'm kind of. You're softy. I'm a softy, but that's I love that. Kid from Indiana State saying I'm going to be the next Cam Newton. Finds out he's not. Right? Winds up in Detroit, winds up then finding his way to Green Bay, and then there's Aaron Rodgers, and then there's an opportunity, and he's going to knock it down, and then he comes up with 52 catches, 586 yards, and 11 touchdowns. That probably had to blow away all of his goals. Had to. I would think so. Then he's like, you know what? That is me. Let's go. I love that. Let's go. And I'm sitting there, I'm thinking to myself, like, Rodgers must love that. Yeah. He must love that, and you know he is smart enough to play into that, too. And that's why I'm saying it. When push comes to shove, I guess another team, just because Gutekunst isn't there, you know what I mean? Like, when a push comes to shove, this is his guy. Adams is his guy. A lot of those Zelda guys Scantling his guy. is his guy. Yeah. Like, he's made, these are his guys. These are his guys. Those guys up front are his guys. Bakhtiari is his guy. LaFleur, technically, is his guy. Aaron Jones. I got one more other. I'm going to go down this road one more time here because I was thinking this last night, um, you know, uh, at the poker table with my buddies when I made a terrible move. Uh oh. And uh, that almost cost me the shirt that I'm wearing today. Uh, I want to hit that next. I'm going to take a break. There was something about the Rodgers stuff that I just. I want to revisit one last time and then, of course, talk about it again next week. But that's that's for another day. <laughs> We're back on the show in a moment. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people, or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O, O'Reilly Auto Parts. 
They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs and the same thing for your partner. So you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side, helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature, quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Thrilled and delighted. The man who needs no introduction, but I'll give it to anyway, the legend, Tony Hawk. Oh, thank you. you. How are you, bud? Very good, thanks. Okay, so what do we have here? Choices, because, you know, I've never I've never been on a skateboard. I heard that, yeah. So, uh, well, your staff brought sort of a um, spectrum aboard. This one's this straight it. out of, I'd say, like 1982, 83-ish. That's a thumbs up from the owner, Ted McCarran. Uh, this one is relatively new. It's a little bit, it's more like for trick-oriented. Okay. So I'd say well, less stable for you. Okay, we can't have that. Right. All right. Um, I guess mine's kind of in between, because I got big feet, so. So I ride a stable board wow. with tight charts. Are you, you actually use your sure. skateboard? Yeah, of course. Okay, so, wow. All right. All right. Have you ever done any boards uh, for you, a surf, you snowboard? <laughs> this is a blank slate situation. All right. All right. So if I were to, let's see, you have to decide which way you stand, first of all. Okay. Right? So you're either going to stand with your right foot forward or your left foot forward. Well, I'm, I'm a right-handed guy. so That doesn't matter. <laughs> How do you let's, ski? Uh, let's say if you're, 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 someone were to push board. you forward, which, which foot would you? All right. Yeah, okay. I say you're goofy-footed. Okay. Like goofy. me. There we go. You're riding my board, you're goofy footed. This okay. is great. So, All right. Yeah. So what you want to do is put your front foot on the board, a yes. little bit of an angle. Okay. Right? Yes. And then just give it a little push off. And then straighten your feet, your front foot out after it's moving. Okay. And my only advice is to anticipate the motion. Anticipate right? the motion. So I'm going to <laughs> don't fall. right foot like this. this oh my god, bad. this is no good. And then push off with the left? Yeah, and then just lean forward. Make sure you're leaning forward. <laughs> Is that uh, what you guys were hoping for? Yeah. So was that the money shot? That is exactly what we were hoping I for. I swear I gave him good advice. What a, what a horrible what? But this is what everybody in this room was hoping for. Wow. I'm going to do it again. Oh, okay. Okay. Oh, yeah. Do it again. Okay, you wow. got I'm going to do it again. You got to lean forward. Lean forward on your front, like over your front foot. All right, you're centered more over your front leg. 
Okay. There you go. That's it. That's it. You got it. Got to teach my kids to stay on, stay on the board. There you go. Look at me. That's it. You're Look skating. At... Tony Hawk, hey! everybody. Hey! Hey! High five for perseverance. Got to teach the kids to get back on it. But wow. I do need an ice pack. I'd lend an ice pack, please, somebody. Fun stuff over there, everybody. Fun stuff. YouTube.com slash Rich Eisen Show. PeacockTV.com. Uh, those who are currently streaming us on Peacock, you can watch us on desktop, everybody, by going right there. Uh, and uh, the the big weekend, NBC Sports is going to have the Indianapolis 500 on the 30th of May. We had a great chat with uh, Graham Rahal about it earlier this weekend. Um, earlier this week, so it'll be all over NBC Sports this weekend. Very excited. Sunday, 11 a.m. Eastern time. He said 40% capacity is 140,000 people. <laughs> That's still so many people. That'll be great. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show, 844-204-RICH, number to dial. Um, so I'm, I'm sitting there last night uh, with my buddies. I'm sitting uh, to the left of, uh, of uh, Green Bay Packer fan on my poker group, Murph, who's called into the show, dropped an S-bomb, and has since been banned from calling back. Yeah, he's done, right? <laughs> is that ever going to get lifted, by the way, Murph's yeah, I don't a, know. It's it indefinite. It's indefinite. It's it's akin to throwing popcorn on top of me, <laughs> calling to my show and dropping an S-bomb like they're nice. sitting around. And he doesn't really curse that much either. He's like a good, uh, hearty Midwestern man who's who who loves his Packers. See, maybe you should get, think about giving Murph ah, uh, no, he's a Murph. second chance. <laughs> yeah. He's Murph. <laughs> and I'm sitting there, you know, thinking about, the Aaron Rodgers situation, as we call it. And um, it's also helping me, you know, not play stupid hands. And then I eventually made a terrible maneuver that I don't want to get too much into right here. But the reason why I'm bringing all this up is I was sitting there thinking about the Matt LaFleur Rodgers relationship and how maybe will that be able to save the day? Because it made it, if you see what the problem was in the drafting of love and not letting Rogers know about it, it makes no sense. It makes no sense right now for a lot of people because you're viewing it through the prism of his MVP season. But we need to view it through the prism of before it. Chris, you remember we were in the. It was the spring of 2019. We were in New York City, I believe, part of our audience uh, show at the time, the show on Audience Network in the beautiful studio there in Tribeca. And a story came out in Bleacher Report about McCarthy and Rogers no longer, the reason why McCarthy eventually was gone and now LaFleur has come in is because the last several months of the McCarthy-Rogers relationship had thoroughly deteriorated. And a lot of it you also heard from a lot of unnamed sources that Rogers had some fingerprints on the problems as well that ailed the franchise. Some of the fingerprints were Rogers himself. And some of them were Rogers trying to fix what he thought were the fingerprints of McCarthy. Changing plays and things like that, looking at the sideline like, Really? And let's not forget, when LaFleur was hired, a 39-year-old guy, never been a head coach before, this is the guy that is now being attached to Aaron Rodgers in his final years in Green Bay. However long that may be. Right. And can the Rodgers leopard 
change even some of his spots to be hooked up to a new coach who's coming in from the, if you will, Shanahan world. Is he willing to do it? Can he do it? Remember, that was the whole conversation that summer, right? It was the whole conversation is what, you know, how's it going to work? Will Rodgers accept the plays coming in? Will right, Rodgers right, be a right. good soldier? Yeah. That was the whole conversation. Oh, yeah. Is he going to audible all the time like he used to with McCarthy? And then they went 13-3. and three. So Rodgers, even if you... Let's just say the narrative and all the conversations that were being had is somewhat close to accurate. And Rodgers did accept the reality that this is going to be his new head coach. And Rodgers did sign a long-term contract. And he is attached at the hip with Matt LaFleur in Green Bay. And he needed to figure out how to make it work. And he did to the tune of 13-3. and Appearing in an NFC Championship game nobody thought was possible. Nobody. Outside of maybe that locker room. And the Cheesehead Nations, like my buddy Murph, who believed it could be possible, I don't think even he believed it. Most Packers fans couldn't believe it, and they did get boat raced in the game. But hey, they'll they'll address it in the draft, right? And it was under those circumstances in which they drafted Jordan Love and traded up to go get him. After Rodgers did make the transition, it takes two to tango. Coach could do all he wants, and he could try and lay down his law or his culture or whatever he's selling needs the help of somebody like Rogers for others to buy. And they did it to the tune of 13 and three. And then they traded up to get Jordan love and didn't tell Rogers about it. It's mind blowing. Don't, Cause don't forget what happened that led to the point. Because we're all talking about what's happened since that point. Right. That's all we're talking about. But don't forget the lead up to it has got to be grading on the guy when he's not hanging with the tellers and jumping into waterfalls (laughs) and having a time of his life. (laughs) You know, you know what I mean? It's just, I can't believe they did it. Yeah, it's it's mind blowing. Because it starts a clock. It starts a clock. It absolutely starts a clock. That's why Rogers said he threw a wrench into it by winning an MVP. Because the clock, when you draft somebody in the first round, means you got to get them on the field sooner rather than later. And now the later is much sooner because Rogers is saying, "I'm the people." I still can't believe they did it. That's what I was thinking about. Maybe I should have been thinking about that when I went all in, when I shouldn't have. Because <laughs> the Packers sure had that same maneuver. They went all in on the next step. And Rodgers is spiking on the river and felting Gutekunst right now. Which is- we'll take a break. When we come back, Daniel Jones is on the clock, that's for sure, in New York. We'll talk about that when we come back. All right, talk out this hand here. What happened? (laughs) 
I, I, it's 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 like fantasy. You I know, know what but I mean? when it's Peacock only, and I, I'm interested. All so. right, all right. I've got um, Queen Jack of Hearts. Okay. All right. Board shows up um, with two hearts, and two of the hearts are um, a nine and uh, uh, a nine and eight of hearts. Okay. So I'm I'm sitting there thinking a lot I can't of even. I, I, I've got outs. A lot of outs. I got outs. I also have. I've got a straight. I got a straight potential as well. A queen shows up. I got a straight right potential. With a ten, I mean, there's ways to get there. Yeah. And of course, any heart will will kind of do, but it's not the nuts either. Right. Of a flush. And um, just me and my buddy Bruce, who has more money than God, and that's my problem of playing with people like that. <laughs> Another guy who helped friggin' create Cheers stays in a hand that he shouldn't. Literally, I'm like, okay, so Veronica's closet is on in Latvia, and he's taking that residual check and putting it in the pot. <laughs> Against your CSI residual exactly. check. Exactly. $4.94, suck it, Caruso. He's basically saying, suck it, Ted Danson. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> suck it, DeVito. That's how long that guy's been in the game. Broder, at any rate. Uh, River turns, um, let me make sure I got this right, six of hearts. I think I got this straight. And I've now made my flush. And then the turn comes like something that makes the board even more dangerous. Yeah. I think it even paired the board too. So there's flushes larger than mine and full houses larger than mine out there and, and, my, then my flush and Bruce bets 300. I go to double it over the top. He pushes all in and I call and he had a straight flush. Pay that man his money. He had the 710 <laughs> of hearts. <laughs> Dumbass. I literally could have just uh, called him. I could have folded when he went over the top. Yeah, and instead, you wouldn't I, have seen, you wouldn't have seen that coming. I should have been talking about the Packers with Murph. <laughs> wow. Back with more in a moment.